Hey, hey, thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison Show. I appreciate you tuning in. Yep. You got it. That's Journey playing in the background. And you know, all these years, I want to say his name is, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but Arnold is his first name, the lead singer for Journey. Arnold Panita, I think, is maybe perhaps how you pronounce it. If you're a big fan of his and I've mispronounced it, I apologize to you. But anyway, great show. Saw Journey on Monday down in Madison with some friends and uh, had a wonderful time. Uh, ordinarily, when I listen to Journey, I always obviously envision in my mind's eye <laughs> Steve Perry, the lead singer, or the original one of the original lead singers, at least the one when I was a fan or when I start became a fan of Journey. But and so anytime I've ever heard any, I don't know, I, I don't want to say cover because it's still Journey that's playing the songs. But I'm always kind of like, mm, it's just not the same without Steve Perry. But let me tell you, Arnold Panetta, Panetta, however you pronounce it. He did a phenomenal job. I mean, he is so amazingly gifted. And I don't know if you've heard the story about how he actually connected with Journey, but he's originally from the Philippines and posted um, videos of himself on YouTube covering all of these Journey songs. And that's how he got the, he had an opportunity to audition with the band 16 years ago and evidently the rest is history but he has a ton of energy let me tell you I was actually kind of worn out just watching him jumping and running around on stage and off stage he'd go down um, go down the steps and ran it out into the crowd and I mean this was like the coal center so it wasn't just like this little intimate setting it was this huge arena where he was just hoofing it through through the crowd and shaking hands and high-fiving and and just um it, it was it was something to be to see that's for sure and it wasn't it was kind of and i saw someone because i posted a picture on my facebook page um that night and one of my friends commented about how he just he'd seen journey in the past with arnold as obviously as the front man and he made a comment about how it just doesn't it doesn't seem like you know it, i know we're all we're all creatures of habit aren't we but here i'm gonna find his comment because i i just initially i said oh are you at the concert is that why you're is that why you're making the comments and um he actually said here's this is what he said um no actually that's not the one hang on a second <clears throat> he made a comment about how he's this is he has the the moves of a boy band <clears throat> excuse me not an 80s rock band. He said, I found myself closing my eyes during the concert and appreciating it more. Incredible how strong the band's harmony still is. And it's true. I mean, it's amazing. And in fact, there were two, uh, well, the drummer has a, has a phenomenal voice. And, and that's what's so, I don't know, just something that stands out with a, a band that is this good, that has been around. Oh my gosh, doesn't it make you feel, feel old? to 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 realize that journey has been performing for 50 years oh my gosh that's their 50th anniversary this year and the uh, the drummer and he's not the original drummer i think his first name is dean i can't remember his last name or i it's it's too difficult to pronounce so he has a great voice and then there was another guy that played keyboards 
and um, I think other did backup vocals. But there was a song that he sang that, again, it was just, wow. I mean, in addition to the, um, well, the lead singer, Arnold, there was the drummer as well as one of the keyboard players that they all had voices that were as powerful and as very similar to the the sound of Steve Perry. So that's, I mean, that just says a lot about, obviously, the staying power of that of that band. But yes, I know, I'm all about Journey. Stuck in the 80s, I am. I know, I get it. <laughs> Maybe you're kind of like, mm, all right, Meg. But it was sort of my last hurrah before, uh, you know, before my, the activities of later on this week. So anyway, if you would like to join the conversation before I have to go to a break, I would love to chat with you. 715-845-2155. Don't know if you uh, heard about this. Not good news, of course, but interesting nonetheless. Strange, I guess. Maybe, I don't know, wasn't there some, I don't know, was there a publication or something? Maybe, I don't know, there was a television show. News of the Weird. And here's, here, this is going to be as trippy to you, perhaps, as it was to me. Trans man, meaning woman, okay, just Get it right. Whenever there's a there's the word trans comes before man or woman, you just do the opposite. So trans man, aka woman, about to have sex change operation, found to be five months pregnant. Yep. So this is an Italian woman who had already had a mastectomy and was preparing for a hysterectomy when surprise discovery was made. Uh, and I mean, I just okay. So the Trans man, a.k.a. woman, who goes by the name Marco, was at an, adva- at an advanced stage of the sex change process um, after al- already having had a mastectomy. And um, this woman w- had been due to have the hysterectomy to remove. And, you know, this article is written. This obviously was not a, well, I don't know. I, I just, I always rewrite the articles in my mind so that I can make sense out of them. So... It, 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 the way that they have it is he had been due. No, no, no. She had been due to have a hysterectomy because dudes can't have hysterectomies, okay? Men do not have uter- a uterus. So, sorry, that's just the way it is. And then the doctors obviously discovered the pregnancy at the hospital where this woman was in Rome. And it's kind of like, okay, so... Yeah, I know how the I know how babies are made. Of course, we most of us do. All of us do. However, okay. So if you're, if you are, if you want to be a dude, because you're having all your parts re- cut off, um, what are you doing getting pregnant? I mean, what? Why not? If you're, if you're attracted to men, and you're a woman. Why are you getting a sex change to become a man? What? It does it that it just further it further exemplifies how screwed up a person must be in order to well, in order to go through with a process like this. And and, and I mean I just think rather than as one of my guests, one of my fantastic guests, I don't know if she's listening. I think she's out of town, but uh Dr. Sue, if if you're listening, um, she, she said, you can't treat a mental illness with a scalpel. You're not going to solve the problem with a scalpel. Get these people the mental health treatment that they need. I mean, we already have this horrible 
mental health epidemic, and this is a real epidemic, frankly, in our country. Why not, as opposed to creating what could potentially be more depressed people by cutting their body parts off, why not at least at, at least make the suggestion to them that they get mental health treatment before they get their body parts lopped off? Because once they're gone, whoosh, they're gone. And there's, it's irreversible. Okay, I know. You can say, well, there's uh, um, augmentation, I guess, that can occur. But, I mean, why go through the painful process if you don't have to? It's so peculiar to me. 715-845-2155, if you'd like to join the conversation. Good morning. You're on with Meg. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. Uh, now, I had heard that uh, me or Katie put the kibosh to that... Uh, Amazon Distribution Center in Wausau. Do you know if that's true? Um, I don't know specifically if she had, you know, if she said no or if she, because of the perceived unfriendly business environment or un- unfriendly uh, attitude towards business from City Hall that they decided to pass and and build it elsewhere. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I guess I guess you could take a look at what's happening with the water waterfront development project. S.C. Swiderski pulled out of that development, uh, housing development here in uh, Wasa, and it's likely because they didn't have confidence in. Well, Mayor Katie and the so-called leadership that she's been offering or has for the past four years. But, I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me if she didn't, um, it, you know, if she didn't go out of her way to ensure that they, to, to win them over to this community because she's too busy with all of her social issues that seem to be more important and a higher priority than attracting Gosh, you know, a business-friendly climate to uh, the Wassa area. I I heard there's mention that she went to Europe for a visit. You know what that was about? Oh yes, yes, she did. She did for that. She was in uh, Germany um, and went to. You know, I referred to it as a junket. Maybe that's not the exact definition because, according to the mayor, she did uh, pay her own way to go to this. Uh, um, this junket, but I would say in you know, a socialist conference that was that was held in in Germany, and and I would say, gosh, she cares so much about socialism that she'd fork over her own money to go on a trip to learn more about how to make Wausau more socialist. Well, that's even more concerning than sticking the taxpayers with that uh, travel I, expense. I, I hope Doug Dinney brings that up, but. You were talking about transgender surgery. Yes. I remember Rush, they called it a chopadectomy or adedectomy surgery. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's the best one yet. Yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Hey, what's your first name? Jack. Jack. Thanks for calling in this morning. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Thanks. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. Not a ton of time left, but so... Another thing that I heard, and while we're on the topic, I guess we got on the topic of Mayor Katie, I've heard that there are various neighborhood groups that are organized by everyday average taxpaying citizens in the various uh, neighborhoods within 
uh, the city of Wausau, and I received a tip from a listener who alerted me that evidently there is some talk. Oh my gosh, get ready for this. I have not been able to verify this, but this source is very credible. She indicated to me that there is talk that perhaps Mayor Katie is considering making the city of Wausau a sanctuary city for illegals. Imagine that! Does it surprise you? Does it infuriate you? Yes, it does infuriate me. It doesn't surprise me based on her her politics, based on her obviously far-left agenda, her partisan agenda as the mayor in a city in which the mayor is supposed to be a nonpartisan role. Uh, her priorities, as I've already stated, are screwed up. And so the this last caller, um, he, he alluded to the fact that he hopes Doug Dinney is able to uh, bring that up and have you know have a conversation. I know that there is a, a I think it's a forum. I don't think it's a debate per se coming up um, sponsored by WIPS. And I don't have a ton of information, but I'll look it up during the break so that you are aware of it and you can attend. But uh, I, I it would be it would be really good to contrast Doug Dinney to Mayor Katie and to contrast the leadership qualities that Doug Dinney obviously would bring to the mayor's office and the lack of leadership qualities of our current mayor. Uh, I'm going to take a break going to the nine o'clock news and I my next guest from the Walker, formerly from the Walker administration, Ellen Nowak will be joining me and we will be chatting about the right of first refusal bill that's come up in the uh, state legislature. So stay tuned on The Meg Ellison Show. I'll be right back on WSAU.